was a good friend of mine. Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in our studio today is my co-pilot, Lil Baron. Hey, Mr. Case. Lil Baron. Well, you're in a good mood today. I know, I know. I'm feeling pretty good today. Yeah, well, it's good. It's good to feel good. Yes, it, it is. You know, we made it through the games. We did. Things went very well. Mm -hmm. We've already started preparing for next year. Yes. We're oftentimes asked at this time, especially yes. at this time of year, but also in like February and <laughs> right. March, you know, we're like, so what, oh, so what do we do? Yeah, how much solitaire can you play, right? Right. And um, the answer is never enough. No. Right? <laughs> right. No, there's a whole system. We've talked about this yeah. on the show, but there is a whole cycle right. of things that have to happen from the, the cleanup to the, the recap and the yeah. postmortems with all of our directors and our yeah. key volunteers and within the staff itself. Yeah. We spent a lot yeah. of time doing that together. We, ultimately, we just want to make sure that yeah. we're learning from yeah. our experience. Mm -hmm. We want to make sure that we continue to do the things that work, that we'd stop yeah. doing the things that didn't work <laughs> right. and just analyze everything yeah. as it goes. And then, um, you know, right away, we're going to open team registration right. in January. <laughs> so the website has to be turned over. Dates have to be updated. If there are any venue changes that we're aware of, those have to be worked out and worked on and yeah. then updated again on the website. Because on the 1st of January, at the stroke of midnight on New <laughs> Year's Eve, right. team managers and um, coaches are able to go in and reserve their team spot. Yeah. And that has become more and more important yes. in a number of our sports yes. as we go along because our team sports, especially not only team sports, but right. especially the team sports are starting to fill up really, really rather fast. quickly. So every year without exception, every year there are managers that stay up That's right. till midnight <laughs> mountain time and they might be in a different time zone. Right. But they'll stay up to make sure that they reserve their team's yeah. spot. And so we've got to be ready for that. Yes. And then after that is done, it's not like things slow down. I no. mean, we're working on our sponsors and mm -hmm. our, our marketing and we're yeah. uh, recruiting. We're going on travel trips. Yeah. And then once again, there's this big deadline yes. right in front of us because on the 1st of March, yeah. that's when every athlete has the opportunity yeah. to register as yeah. an athlete for the Huntsman World Senior Games. So Again, anything that wasn't done by the 1st of January, it has to be written in stone, nailed yes. down to the floor. This is what's going to happen during the games yeah. in October. We have to know that by the 1st of March because yeah. that's when that uh, that the ball drops, if yes. you will, for a registration. And uh, and it just keeps going from there. Yeah. We keep working with our partners, with our especially with our venue partners, and making sure that everything's going to be in place. And yeah. and again, trying to apply the rules that we've, or not the rules, but the uh, the lessons that yes. we've learned yes. during this recap period that we're in the middle of right now. Yeah. So there's a whole process. Yeah. I, I always I often refer to it. I grew up in a little small farm mm -hmm. community. Uh, in in Idaho, mm -hmm. and I, it's it's like it's a cycle. Like a farmer yeah. has to do certain things at certain right. times of the year, and we are the same way. It's a yeah. very annular uh, cycle, and things have to get done at certain times. Otherwise, they don't get done, right. and that's not an option. <laughs> right. They've just got to get done. So, so anyway, there's a whole process, yeah. and uh, and we love it. We yeah, love, we love being yeah. able to go through that process and uh, interacting with our athletes along the way as right. best we can. And then we're ready once again in October again. to uh, just have a, a big family reunion yes. and party. And I've mentioned this before. I'm going to keep mentioning it. I mean, this is, <laughs> this is important to me and I'm super excited about it, but next year 
It's I know. my first year of Watch eligibility. <laughs> I started doing these games a long time ago, and it felt like 50 was a long ways away. It's it's flown by. It has. But yeah. I, I'm going to say this, and I really mean it. One of the things that I have loved about being involved in this event and in these games mm-hmm. is the example of all the senior yeah. athletes that have come before yeah. that have shown me that you know age really is just a number. You really can work on your dreams. Yep. You don't have to stop. You can keep going. Mm-hmm. And I am so I'm I'm really I'm not just saying this because <laughs> I'm supposed to say it. Right. I, I am genuinely excited about being able to finally be a part of the games as an athlete. Yeah. And uh, you find that out with most people that we've talked to. That yeah. Couldn't wait to turn 50. Yeah. To be able to be in the game. Absolutely. So. And I feel that right. same way. I can totally empathize with but that. But I feel that now. So <laughs> <laughs> but, but, were you an a, but were you an athlete at 50? Cool. So so there was the yeah. difference there. And I like I said, I'm super excited. Very much looking yeah. forward to it. And uh, yeah. looking forward um, just having a, a fantastic yes. uh, experience and opportunity. So yeah. Um, Without uh, without any further ado, we're going to introduce our guest. Um, this is exciting. We're really looking forward to this. Lisa Lander. She's a mother to four physicians. So she's got four doctors in her family. She's a grandmother. She's a wife of 42 years. She's a certified life coach and owner of Lander's River Trips, uh, which is an adventure company. She's also known for her brand Adventures of Lolly. And uh, we know this, uh, Lisa is passionate is a passionate athlete who advocates evidence-based changes to enhance health, happiness, and longevity. She focuses on optimizing nutrition, exercise, mindset, and sleep through discipline and lifelong learning, exercise, particularly strength training, core stability, and cardiovascular fitness holds a central role in her own well-being philosophy. And Lisa at 62 recognizes the difference between her chronological and biological age and actively makes lifestyle choices to slow her biological clock. She wants to be an inspirational example for women in their 60s embarking on the second half of their lives, showcasing the possibilities of this stage. And we know all of this because we had Lisa on our show about eight months ago, Uh and we're super excited to have you back. Welcome, Lisa. Hi, Kyle and Lil. So <laughs> wonderful to be able to visit with you again. Um, it's always a privilege to be on your podcast. And congrats on the success <laughs> of the Senior Games. Good yeah. job. Thank you. Thanks. It really was a great event. It was. It's hard to it's hard to overstate it, but I mean, we're just so excited and proud yeah. to be a part of it. Yeah. So thank you very much. So uh, I mentioned just a second ago that uh, you were on the show about eight months ago. And when you were last on the show, you were getting ready. You were preparing to embark on what was supposed to be what was what was you what, what was built in your life and in your mind as an adventure of a lifetime remind us what that was what were you working on then uh last time we chatted um i had this big goal of summiting the grand teton and i believe you can see that from where you live maybe i <laughs> not from where i live now, now but where i grew yes. up absolutely right grew up, my yeah. back door so i initially chose the goal because um I wanted to accomplish something outside of what I thought really was possible. I always thought of the Grand Teton as something that I couldn't summit or stand on top of. And being in my 60s, I found it was pretty easy to just go with the status flow and go with, um, you know, whatever happens to 60-year-olds. And I was looking for something what I now call increased life experience. Yes. 
And on top of that, I had a college roommate, one of my roommates, Jane, said she'd take the challenge with me. So as you know, journeys are always more impactful when you take it with someone else. Yes. Someone that you love, right? Yes. Yeah, it was, it was pretty amazing for us, for sure. So I, And I discovered that through my training, when I started my training, that and maybe your athletes can feel the same way, that I was pretty vulnerable and I felt pretty inadequate. Mm. Yeah. With, well, it's, a, um, it's a big project. Yeah. That's a high mountain, 14,000 feet. And, yeah, it's a big goal. So I found that the best thing for me to manage that inadequate feeling was to tra- train like this, plan this training program. And um, what I did was I had 24 weeks and I printed one sheet out a week, what I was going to train. And then I bought myself a big whiteboard. I made 24 blocks, one for every week. And I hung it up and I could see it. I called it my action board. Mm, So basically, um, consistency for me, along with tracking my progress, would build my confidence. At least I hoped Mm -hmm. would do that. That was the goal. Yeah, that was a goal. So at the end of every week, I would transfer my weekly workout to this small little box with my heart rates and all the things. And what happened is it was a like a long-term vision with the summiting the Grand Teton at the end with short-term goals that I thought I could achieve. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And I think we know research has shown us that if you can take those gigantic, big, hairy, ostentatious yeah. goals yes. and break them up into little pieces, that that's how we get things done, right? That yeah. old analogy of eat an elephant one bite at a right. time really does <laughs> ring true, right? Right. Absolutely. So it became like this incredible visual of my progress and the time left until my summit adventure. So, and honestly, I think the more action I took, the more action I wanted to take. So as I moved through the progress, I, I think I worked harder and I, I built confidence along the way. So maybe that, that was helpful. I think that it is, mm-hmm. and I, I'm I'm a quite a visual person as well, and it's easier for me to see things than to just like imagine and imagine them in my mind sometimes. But um, I really like that concept of the big whiteboard and being able to visually track. I know when I have mm-hmm. tracked things on a calendar, whether it's um, you know the number of calories that I ate that day, if I'm doing. Uh, calorie tracking, or if it's the number of days that I worked out, sometimes you miss like a day and you think, oh, I'm such a a failure. I didn't do that. I, 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 you know, I, I dropped the ball or whatever. But if you can step back and look at the big picture, you realize that, yeah, you missed that one day or maybe you missed two days, but you got 28 days previous to that that worked out just fine. So I love that idea of being able to visually not only track your progress, but track what you've got left to do. Yes. And I, I think I had a, my son got married in the middle and I gave myself some grace, mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of. Well, you have to, you have to, life happens. <laughs> right. And it's on the whiteboard, his wedding. And it, it's just beautiful for me. It's just, I worked hard and um, still didn't give up on my daily life or my work, my full-time work. Um, but at the end of it all, I kind of enjoyed it, I think. The mm. journey. Yeah. Is it actually about the journey? Is that true? Mm. Um, for me, um, I don't know. We'll talk about that. <laughs> well, let's, let's, uh, let's not keep everybody in suspense. We talked a little bit about your preparation and what a process and what yeah. a journey by itself that that was. Yeah. Were you successful? Um, no, that's tough. Um, well, right? 
Let, let's, we can qualify that. I was going to yeah. say, yeah. yes. Let's qualify. Um, so I would love to relive it all. My rock climbing school, the base camp and the summit push, but they can find that on, on my website. Mm-hmm. Um, and my goal never changed through the whole training process. I worked hard. I was myopically focused on standing on the top. Just probably like your athletes are focused on winning whatever they trained for, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's I was tethered to that goal. Um, however, no, I did not reach the summit. Um, and I'd like to say at this point, months later, I was transformed by the experience. <laughs> yes. Right, right. Uh, but it took time for me to allow myself to be that mm-hmm. in a positive way. Um, I kept telling myself while I was training that if I was, my goal was to be fit enough to summit. And if something happened outside of my control that I didn't summit, I was okay with it, but I wasn't uh, when it, when I didn't summit, I really wasn't. There is, there is some truth to that idea of it's important to find little victories along the way. And it's important to celebrate victories as they come, because as you said, Lisa, we don't always get to control everything in our lives. That's just life. That's the way that it works. Mm -hmm. So when good things come along, you need to celebrate those things. It's also really important to find lessons learned and, you know, positive outcomes, even to, um, you know, the negative result of not actually achieving your full goal. All of that is true. But it is also true that it can be very, very disappointing yes. to not achieve that goal that you've worked so hard to achieve. And I think that's okay too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I was disappointed. For, yes. Absolutely. But I learned a lot of things um, in retrospect because I didn't reach my goal. And I think maybe your listeners could apply maybe some of them to things in their life. Probably the first thing was that personal development doesn't end at the finish line or on a trophy stand or with my foot on the summit of the Grand Teton. Um, I realized, honestly, I grew more for not reaching my goal. It took mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And all of what I did was just training for life, honestly. Um, and I think it helped in order for me to stay motivated through all of my training to be focused on reaching the summit or whatever I want my goal to be. Um, but in the end, the experience was a good thing for me. It, it was, it's like stretching myself um, was really great. I focused on achieving something outside of what's possible, even though I didn't, didn't get the end result I wanted. Right. But, but like when we measure um, our success, as standing on the summit and or whatever it is, and it doesn't happen, disappointment sets in. That's natural, right? Absolutely, um, 100%. So we need to re- readjust what success means. And I looked for strategic byproducts. That I found that very comforting for me. I like that phrase, <laughs> strategic byproducts. I like it. Well, towards working towards a goal. And I learned that we don't have to always achieve that goal to find benefits from it. Um, I wanted it badly, and um, I found that the disappointment faded with me once I gave myself permission to let go of what I didn't accomplish. Yeah, right. And and then I could let in what I did accomplish, and that took a lot of time and a lot of tears. Honestly, I was pretty oh, sad. Yeah. Well, it's that a big deal. Sad. You yeah. you really, 
um, I feel like you approached it perfectly. Yeah. Uh, it was not casual. <laughs> it wasn't just one of those things where, oh, I'm going to wake up today and go climb the Teton. And then, <laughs> oh, darn it, I didn't make it. Yeah. You know? like, yeah. You did so much more than that. You really made it a journey and you prepared yourself emotionally, physically, mm -hmm. mentally. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, for any number of good reasons, if we don't reach that goal, it can be. I mean, I don't want to overstate it, but it can feel devastating. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, for sure. I once had a, a friend who um, I helped coach one of our local wrestling teams. And so you get a lot of that within the sport of wrestling of, of you know, the agony and the ecstasy, the mm -hmm. the highs and the lows. And and um, he said he, he had set a goal as a young man, as a little boy to be a state champion. Um, which is, you know, a goal that I set for myself as well. Mm -hmm. And neither one of us were able to achieve that goal for mm -hmm. any number of various reasons, right. but neither one of us achieved that goal. And he said for him, it was almost like a death in the family when his senior yeah. year came and went and he got beat in the semifinals or whenever it was, and he wasn't able to achieve that goal. And I had never thought of it in those terms, but that really rung true yeah. with me, even now, what, almost 40 years later. Um, you know, 35, 40 years later for me, that really rung true for me. And um, I can see that, you know, just in us visiting some of the preparation and all the energy that you put into preparing, it, it's, it's a disappointment. Yeah. It's a disappointment. And I think it is uh, okay, as I said, to sit in that just a little bit, but you can't stay there right, forever. Right. You've got to find a way out of it. And I love what you've done. You yeah. Know? Well, well, I think one of the last things probably I learned is that, our value comes from the experience and our ability to dream big, regardless of that result. Because initially that failure, I perceived it as a reflection of myself, uh, to degrade myself, my self-worth, mm -hmm. my confidence. And then I was like, wait, you know, that doesn't make any sense. Like yeah. I, I was able to rise above it. I mean, I gave it a lot of thought. And I understood that success is where, not, not where I am right now, but like it's a direction that we're all going. Yeah. And and it helped me keep moving forward. Um, and that. yes, I want to stand on the Grand Teton next July. I'm yeah. going to give it another try. Well, well take, us, <laughs> take us to the mountain. What, take we, it we to the mountain. We about the preparation. We, we know leading up to it. Um, what happened? What happened? How did you get to where the the goal was not achieved and you had to turn around and come back? Um, so we got to base camp. We I passed rock climbing school. Um, it was challenging, but it was pretty, pretty awesome. It was very well set up. Passed, did things I never thought. And honestly, in rock climbing school, I looked out over the Grand Tetons and um, Jenny Lake and the sky was beautiful. I was hanging on by this rope over this big crevasse. And I was like, you know what? This is God's daily gift to me. I yeah. need to look around at the sky instead of all these challenges that I'm doing and just love the beauty of it all. So I came away with that. But we left and we got to base camp and we knew that um, the tropical storm Hillary was approaching. Um my roommate or my tent mate at that point um, decided to stay in the tent uh, at base camp. She wasn't feeling great. So my guide and I left base camp at 3 a.m. hoping we might have a window of opportunity. He had prepared me mentally a little bit. I wasn't believing it. I just, I, I slept below it. I was going to summit in four hours. That was it. I wasn't taking no for an answer. And, you know, storm pulled in. 
it started to rain, started to snow. Our summit push um, was altered. Um, no one summited that day. So does that comfort me? Maybe not. Not just, so much, right? <laughs> sorry. I wanted all of us to summit, especially yeah, me. <laughs> yeah. So I I did um summit the second highest point in the Teton. I guess it's called the enclosure. Okay. The West Summit's 500 feet lower. Um, I was so disappointed I couldn't even enjoy it. Oh, uh, I just um, but you know, if we try and think about um, opportunities during training. I found that um, Eleanor Davis, a woman, the first woman summited the Grand Teton 100 years before I arrived. It was that week. Oh, my word. Mm. Yeah, it was pretty impressive. I was like, wow, this just corresponds greatly with two grandmas trying to summit, right? <laughs> um, but, you know, as I thought about her and what she would have had to overcome and how many times she attempted it, and then my guide said, listen, I know you're disappointed. How about we, I take you on a detour when we, as we're coming down to base camp and we'll go through the eye of the needle is where it's a little dangerous, but I'll keep you on rope and we'll make it safe. And I'll let you walk through where she would have walked through to come up to the ground. Oh, what a great I was, experience. I was so moved by that, yeah. um, that it was worth. Um, all of it. I, I I pictured myself as some adventurer and maybe she tried it a bunch of times and didn't get there and it was okay. We're going to keep trying. Yeah. What a great experience yeah. and yeah. The correlation between that history a hundred years ago, the first woman, and now here you are trying to do something that most people would just consider completely impossible. Yeah. And there you were right in the midst of it. Um, yeah. I know that it has taken some time and it probably still stings a little bit every once in a it while, does. maybe continually. It's supposed I don't to. Know. Yeah. But um, you, to. you've also done a great job in learning right. from those disappointments, which I think is just as important. I was just going to say that's those even are, more powerful. Those are hard lessons, but they're yeah. so important. Um, yeah. We've got about, I don't know, a minute left. What okay. are your plans? You've alluded to the idea that you're, you're not going to give up. You're going to go for it again in July. Um, yes. How are you going to do it? How am I going to do it? In one um, minute or less. <laughs> it opens January 2nd. So I will be on the phone or planning my trip, hopefully July 30th. Um, I plan to summit. Um, my bigger range is probably um, bigger goals, Mount Rainier and Denali. They both scare me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's a sign for me to try them. And however, um, I'm due to welcome in my fifth grandchild in a month. Oh. Um, I will have five, five and under. And I think that's just a beautiful reason for me to continue to challenge myself and show them what's possible in your 60s. And um, probably my last advice for your audience is bet on yourself. Yeah. We're, we're capable of so much more than we ever imagined. And set big goals, go after them. If you don't achieve them, you're going to be better off for having tried it. And what if it turns out better than you ever imagined? Right. It's Such just great it's possible. Advice. Yeah. Such possible. a great advice. Lisa, um, we're gonna have to have you come back. Yes, we are. You gotta hear, <laughs> you gotta hear what that feels like to step up on the highest point of that mountain right there. We're gonna yeah. have to do it. Best yeah. of luck yes. in your preparation yes. and, oh, and as you move forward. And congrats on the new congratulations grant, baby. on the baby oh, and on the experience so much for... as a whole. And thank you for sharing it with us today. Yes. That's
Thanks for having me. I just love your podcast and the two of you. Um, <laughs> thanks for all the good you do in the world. I'm I'm honored to be part of it. Oh, yeah. thank you. Thank very you. Much. You have thank a you. wonderful day. Oh, love day. And inspiring, yeah. just inspiring, just almost, great, great stuff. Almost yeah, so close. thinking I wanted to just look at the Tetons. How does that sound? <laughs> Uh, I've been there before. But. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think you should continue to look at them. Beautiful view. Beautiful view. Yes. No, I just a couple of quick things yes. to wrap us up qu quickly here. Uh, as we've been talking about, the games are over. Um, you know, we're going through that whole process. Yes. But one thing I want to make sure that people know is that if they'd like to check out their results, whether yes. you're an athlete or you're a fan and you just want to know how things went, you can get all of that information at seniorgames.net. Mm -hmm. So don't miss out on that. Next week, we're going to be talking with cyclist Michael Stone. Oh. Now, this is cool. Michael's fit. Excuse me. He's 59 years old. He has uh, type 1 insulin-dependent diabetes, and he's also legally blind. Oh. And we're going to learn how he continues to beat the odds and enjoy wow. outdoor road racing wow. under those conditions, which is just amazing. We want to remind everybody to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. We take this live show and turn it into a podcast, and you can subscribe anywhere that you find your favorite podcast. And you can also find this as well as all of our previous shows right on our website at seniorgames.net. So check that out. Today's inspirational thought comes from American comedian Stephen Colbert. He says, thankfully, dreams can change. If we'd all stuck with our first dream, the world would be overrun with cowboys and princesses. <laughs> Until next Thursday, stay active. Stay active.